Hi, this is Frank, the co-host of the show. Just a quick advertisement and we'll get started. The show is brought to you by Viral Marketing, which is my firm, and Chris Waters, who offers a way to scale his real estate team systems fast and profitably in your market. I mean, he's done over a thousand transactions a year in Austin. It's a business in a box, if you will. Anyway, I encourage you to go to getviral.com and download a free copy of our official video marketing plan that we recommend uh, you implement to stay in better touch with your database uh, using video and social media and email so more people call you to list their home. I also want you to go to themilliondollarrealestateteam.com and get yourself a free copy of Chris's book he wrote on how he earned after expenses, this is net profit, $1 million in only three years since starting his team. So that's it. No more commercial. And let's get to the show. One, two, three, go. Roll. All right, do it. The Listing Lead Show. So welcome to Listing Lead Show. I'm your host, uh, or co-host rather, Frank Pleasants. I'm here with my co-host, Chris Waters. Say hi, Chris. The one and only. Thanks for uh, listening. To yeah, thanks for listening to the show. Um, we actually just talked before the show that uh, we're going to go for exactly about an hour today. Because Chris, you have your first seller workshop live coming up in an hour. Is that right? You know, I was so inspired by Sue Adler, who was a guest on the show just a few weeks ago. She had over a thousand attendee, or she's had over a thousand attendees in the past two years. And so we sent an email to my database, and um, you know, we got a couple dozen people registered. So we're doing our first seller workshop tonight. At you doing it on Zoom? We are. We are doing it on Zoom. And people registered, and they're going to show up. We hope. That's right. Yeah, we got a couple dozen registered. Uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Good. So uh, today we have our guest, uh, Kelly Cook. Kelly Cook is in Phoenix, so he's in the same market of one of our previous interviews, uh, Dan Noma. Uh, the market where all the disruptors go and that everyone's fighting over the agent commission and what to pay agents and, um, you know, us fighting for all the seller leads there. I mean, Kelly, how many listings are there currently in Phoenix as the time of this recording? About 4,800. And how many would you say would be like maybe pre-COVID at this time of the year? Uh, you probably have around 13,000. So significant difference. Woo. Yes, and that's in a good market, by the way. A <laughs> significant difference. We're talking 20,000, right? Yeah. So Kelly's going to go through his three main listing lead sources today because we want to cut right to the chase. Uh, Kelly does farming, number one. So we're going to talk about his farming strategy. I'm assuming it has a direct mail component, but we'll get to that. He works his sphere uh, with lots of events and gifting. I'm excited to go into that with you, Kelly. And then also you have a pretty good plan for reaching out to for sale by owners. Is that right? That's right, Frank. Thanks for coming on here and sharing all this. It's really nice of you. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Hey, you, <laughs> so, Chris, let's, uh, this is good stuff. So, all right. So we want to know how to get listings. You're in Phoenix. There's 4,800 listings when there should be about three times as many. Before we go into like what you're doing for farming, just kind of what's the, what's the temperature, so to speak, of the market down there when you're talking to buyers and sellers, like, What's what's the message right now that's resonating with the homeowner who wants to sell their home? What are the magical words you have to say on the phone or at the listing presentation or in your marketing that speaks to the pain and the needs and where homeowners are in Phoenix? I'm curious. Uh, two words, post-possession. Where am I going to go when I sell, right? And then um, on the sell side, the one word would be auction right? Let's create an auction type environment. We got to get over asking price, um, 48 to 72 hours on market, offer review period after that, that time. 
and then drive that price up. So that's so. How do you compete in your messaging? How do you get those two messages across to people that that was what makes you different in a very competitive market at Phoenix? Yeah, um, we're we're actually telling stories right now, right? Um, on some of our direct mail, some of our email marketing, we're telling stories about um, actually people that are doing just that. And a good agent can sell your house, of course, and in this market, and even not so good agent can sell your house. But the really good, great agents are going to get you more than your unfair share. They're going to pay for themselves and then some by driving that price up, inserting themselves in the middle of the conversation um, and negotiating that um, so the price goes up and they make more money than they probably should have. So let me, before you dive into the farm, I'm just curious, how do you create that auction environment? Yeah, it's uh, it's done. I mean, primarily through direct direct mail marketing. We're doing some of that. Uh, the biggest thing would be the demographic target marketing, and then uh, that we're doing online through through uh, Facebook. I know obviously you can't do it near as, near as much as you could in terms of dialing down demographics, but we still blast it out to that fifteen plus mile radius around. And then we do um, uh, email marketing as well. Uh, email marketing through uh, through our database. Kelly, do you okay. are you re- are you licensed as an auctioneer? I am not, but I can talk almost as fast as one. So as from a marketing perspective, when you use the word like, you know, auction, for example, is there any compliance issues around using the word auction and not being a licensed auctioneer? Because just speaking like in Texas, for example, you know, you have to be a licensed auctioneer to actually do the auction process. And so I'm just wondering, are, are you using that keyword auction in your marketing collateral? And is there any compliance issues with that, with your yeah. with the real estate board? I think there might be, Chris, it's a good question. I don't know. Um, we haven't used um, that in, in anything that's um, like an email or, or a, um, uh, a direct mail piece. That's all the verbal piece. What we say in the email, in the email of the direct mail piece is an offer review period in two to three days or 48 hours to 72 hours. Um, and we will escalate prices, um, that sort of thing. So we don't really use the word auction in writing um, because there could be, and frankly, I haven't looked into it. Yeah, it's a hot keyword, though. I mean, that would be a great keyword to use from a copy perspective to drive drive leads. You know, there's someone I want to give a shout out to if you're listening. Um, I live in San Diego as of right now, and I can't drive around anywhere without seeing signs on billboards and radio and back of park best bunches and and transit buses for Dan Beer. And um, he is really big into like his five day blitz to like basically only show the property for a couple short period of time and like put all the buyers through it at one time. I don't know how you do it with COVID or whatnot, but I think that was something that was used to help drive up the price or at least something you show the seller that you can do to help what, drive up more of an the auction environment. What's the call to action on the billboards, Frank, that you're seeing? Uh, guaranteed offer. Okay. So the the billboards all over town are guaranteed offer. Um, that's it. Honestly, it's guaranteed offer with an asterisk. <laughs> Literally on the billboard. <laughs> the asterisk. Every time I see it, I laugh. But it's guaranteed offer. And um, you can go to uh, soldbydanbeer.com. He's one of the top 50 agents in the country. And you can kind of see the whole, uh, the, the offer there. It does a very nice job. How would you um, change that, Frank? Like, what would your, what would your call that? Well, I was actually going to bring that up. Um, there's another competitor in town in San Diego called Sunday. And um, they specialize in kind of uh, buying um, more investor-grade properties. And uh, they just put billboards up everywhere. And I immediately pulled over, almost caused a traffic jam when I saw the messages. Because I always write down the billboard messages like I'm a geek like that. Like, if someone, whatever someone puts on a billboard, they probably put a lot of thought into it, Kelly. So when I see the headline on there, I'm like, ooh, I write that down. So the headline for Sunday, would you like to know what's on their billboard, Chris? 
we buy ugly houses? No. <laughs> Sell your house as is for cash. That's all it is in the billboard. And it goes to their thing. So anyways, we're getting off topic. I just want to kind of share that with you from, I guess, I guess an auction environment. But Kelly, let's go into this. So you're doing farming. What does that mean? How are you getting listings through farming? You know, farming um, is a slow moving process, right? Uh, we've been doing it for a while now. So we have uh, that. How long? That, uh, how long? At least, at least 12 months. At least 12 months. Um, That's not that long. No, it's, I, mean, I mean, we know people it, that have been farming for years and you're, that's yeah. your number one lead source right now. Oh, no, no, For me. No, no, no. I've been doing it for seven years. Oh, got it. Okay. So you've been farming for seven years. Yeah. It doesn't work for 12 months. Yes. Correct. Got it. I'm, I did not hear that. Unless you're lucky, done. right? Unless you're lucky. So that aspect, that aspect has to be a multi-prone. Effect. Yeah. I was like, wow, your number one lead source in 12 months from farming. I'm excited for this. So, okay. So seven years farming. How many mail? What do you mail? What do you send out? Give us kind of the the parameters of how you go about doing this. Yeah, so we do uh, a mailing piece, direct mail pieces, number one, right? That's once one time a month. Now, when we first started, we did for the first two months, we did um, three times a month on the direct mail piece, and we uh, always do a newsletter. So that, that direct mail piece is a newsletter, one time a month. What we do is um, once a quarter, at the end of every quarter. We send out a that newsletter in eight, pa- excuse me, four pages. Okay, four pages. Um, but typically, we just do a front back full sheet of, of really nice glossy hard stock um, that goes out in like say January, February. And then March will be the four page with more data, more information, etc. And then back to two page, two page, four page. So that's our rhythm that we have in the farming piece. Kelly, um, provide, are yeah. You- are you using a, a company to help you with content or are you creating all this in-house? We're creating all that in-house. My man. Yeah. Do you have any, co- <laughs> do you have any co-sponsors on the actual um, newsletter to drive down the cost? We don't. That's a good question, Chris. We tried that. Um, and we did have um, at one point we had three, we got to three, but um, I guess if I would have stuck with it, and I know it'd be profitable, but I would have stuck with it. Um, but the bandwidth to go around and try to get that all collected and then figure out the e-commerce out of it and collect payment and all that stuff. We just, we just punted on it. Um, but I know there's a gal who has a whole different area in Scottsdale that does a phenomenal job with that. One of the very few I've seen though, by the way, with co-sponsors and businesses all over. I mean, it's like, it's like 16 pages and half of it's uh, ads. How did you pick your farm to mail this every month? So you mail something every month and you spend a little more money every quarter for a bigger piece. Got it. Yep. How did you pick who you're going to mail? The turnover rate has to be at least for me, at least 6%. And, and I you're was seeing that with... you're seeing that in Phoenix. 6%. Yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. explain to the audience what a turnover rate is and how you calculate that and find that. Yeah, so we took the last the sales of the entire area we went on the farm for the last 12 months divided divided by the amount of houses in that area. And there should be at least 6% of those properties turning over in the last 12 months. And this is in Scottsdale. So we're based really in Scottsdale. Our office, I live in Scottsdale. The farm is in an entire zip code in Scottsdale. Um, Got it. So you picked you picked a zip code. So let's just say theoretically, if it was 1,000 houses in the zip code, you want to see 60 sales over the past 12 months. Yep. Got it. Yep. What so you double down on one. What, Go happens ahead, Chris. If, what happens if like a year goes by and that conversion rate 
crashes, right? It goes from like 6% to 2%. Would you stop mailing to that area? No. No. Nope. Uh, the, the emotional strength Kelly has. <laughs> Kelly, how did you build such emotional strength to keep <laughs> mailing know? every month? You know, it goes back to, well, for, A, you got to have some business coming in and with other sources, right? You can't just put it all in that basket. Um, but it goes back to running a budget, right, on a P&L and knowing what your expenses are and then breaking down the advertising budget of 10% a month um, into segments within that 10%. And farming's a, a, a good-sized segment of that. So I want to give out to the audience, I think there's a tool Melissa Data puts out I remember um, you could type in any zip code into Melissa data and it will tell you all the sales every month. So I know you can probably do it in the MLS, but I think there, I was looking online to figure out like, hey, there's this zip code that I was interested in what the turnover rate was. So I need to know how many homes sold. And I'm not licensed, so I didn't have the MLS. And I typed in and Melissa data had something and it showed you like every single sale that was every month. So I just took 12 months, added it up, divided by how many homes were in the zip code. How many, how, where did you get your data to find out how many single family homes were in the zip code that you, that you picked. Title company. So the title company helped you. So call yeah. the title company up, said how many homes are in the zip code and they found the turnover rate. That's right. Nice. Right. And then, how did, I mean, it, then because we're doing the whole thing, we went to the EDDM website, right. Uh, for the U S postal service and they have the, all the data as well. Got it. So you did uh, you picked all the courier routes inside Correct. the zip code. Yeah. That's got the cheapest it. way to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I live there. And so there's, there's a multi-pronged approach to this as well, right? Oh, you see, Kelly, I love the laziness of not wanting to drive very far for a listing. See, I'm the same way. Totally I, I only want to like market around where I can walk, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so if I were to ever start a farm, it would be like my neighbors, purely out of like, I don't even care what the turnover rate is. Like, I just don't want to pick one far away because someone's like, come out to my house. I'm like, ah, <laughs> so you picked the primary so you lucked out your zip code that you live in scottsdale actually has a great turnover rate yeah and and and, and it's uh it's diverse in terms of the housing uh product right that's what helped so the area i'm in you have large lots you have acre lots you have no hoa flat usable lots very desirable um good price really good price points that sort of thing do you play then, that up in your messaging that you live there is that a big oh, yeah. piece of the yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's a huge advantage. What what is the average what is the average price, Kelly? The average price point in the area I'm at is just over a million dollars. And then the um uh for the entire zip code, it's currently at I think six, like six forty-five, six forty, because you have condos, a mixture of condos, right, and townhouses as well. Do you and mail the condos? Out. Do you mail the condos and townhouses? I do. Yeah, I think it's a part of EDDM. So why don't you explain to the audience really quick um what that stands for and how that works? Yeah, every direct door mail, every door direct mail. That's yeah. that's the, that's what it is. Um, and so it's cheap because I think it's eighteen cents still a a door. And the U.S. Postal Service uh, outlines the um, routes in a certain area, and you get to choose the route you want to want to do. And they just they just slam it on every single house on that route. Downside is you can't geographic, you can't pick who you want to send it to. Right? It's the entire route. Uh, but yeah, there's no know. mailing list. It just goes to occupant. It's called That's a right. saturation mailing. That's right. That's right. The downside is about once every, I don't know, it seems like 16, 18 months, somewhere in there, maybe two years, the U.S. Postal Service does change those routes, which is very frustrating. So you got to watch out for that, right? Because then you get that one route you were doing might include other different you know, properties you don't want to farm. How big is your like farm now? A, 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 let me interrupt you real quick, Frank. So from a unit, economic, unit economics perspective, 
if you're, you know, if your sales price wasn't that high, let's say it was only 300,000 and your gross revenue was only X per deal, um, you might need a higher conversion rate in terms of like how many homes sell relative to the total number of homes. You may need a higher conversion rate or turnover rate to make money. What's yeah. the, um, what, what's the gross, what's your average gross commission check in that farm? In that farm, it's, uh, ooh, I don't have that one right now. I think it's, I think it's right around, um, 24,000 or something wow. like that. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Like that. yeah. Yeah. So if, if you were in an area, I'm just, I'm asking this question for people, for people that are listening that are in an area where the average sales price may only be 300,000. Um, let's say the average sales price is only 300,000. Your gross commission is like more, less than half what you're getting, call it 10,000. Um, would a 6% turnover rate be enough to make it profitable? That depends on how, yeah, it's a good question. It depends on how big you go, right? I think at that point you have to go bigger because on the printing cost, you also get breaks as you go and scale, right? So uh, 2,500 to 5,000 to 10,000 to 25,000, uh, you know, depending on who your printer is. Uh, but that, you have to go bigger, I think. Yeah, I think it's a good point, Chris. And I ran those numbers because we, we're not operating that in the average price point in that farm. So you're bringing in 24,000 and is it safe to say 10% of your gross revenues going to the cost of the direct mail? Roughly. Yeah. So, so $2,400 is going towards the cost of direct mail. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're, I mean, like if you're bringing in a nine to $10,000 commission check, you know, that's 25% or higher of your yep. gross, gross commission. Yep. But I think, it, you know, over time it starts to snowball and I, I think you can go bigger, right? Um, we didn't start with, we didn't start with 10,000. That's what we do right now. We do 10,000 um, addresses, um, but we didn't start with that. Right. And then we eventually grew it over time as we had revenue coming in, which I think is, I think is very important. That's what's what, your, yeah. have you looked at what's your opinion, like what's your market uh, market share for those 10,000 homes? Um, last three years, we sold the most real estate in the entire zip code. Um, so that, that that's, pure evidence that we're gaining steam and we have been gaining steam uh, market share. I think I'm around, I think I'm right around like 16% or so. Okay. Cool. And, and by the way, I made that mistake. I, I, when I first started farming, it wasn't this area. It was a different area, but I figured, you know what? Uh, this one gal had, you know, I, I knew the turnover break was there. Um, I knew uh, she was big in that area and she's been there for a while, but I figured it's such a big, it was a big master plan community. I figured if I just used the EDDM uh, postal routes in one little section, I could, I could, you know, she can't do the whole thing, right? Well, I was wrong. I mean, I I, uh, I spent about two years in that farm and ended up losing money on, a, on the entire deal because she just had a stranglehold. And she had about that's 20%. That's another thing you have to think about with the farm is not the turnover rate. It's how much market share one person has, right? Yep. Did that's you true. factor that into your current? Obviously, I'm sure you did learning that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and here's a little secret too that I didn't have on this on this farm that I think a lot of people, if they have this ability to do so, they should. And that is, you know, especially right now in this market, a lot of new construction is going on in mul multiple cities around around the country. Obviously, um, so if you have the ability to start a farm in an area that is building brand new homes in the community, especially one with an HOA where they might have a community center, they run their own events that you could piggyback off of and co-sponsor. That's the way to do it. That is. Do you think the, the HOA would let you take over the newsletter if you help pay for it out to everyone? I, I think some HOAs would, yeah. 
that are underfunded a little bit. I think Did so. you guys catch that? Did you think the HOA, you approached it saying, I'm the community agent, I'm the local expert. Could my newsletter also be the HOA updates? Hey, it works for uh, my kid's school. I pay for the whole newsletter and they, they let me uh, send it out yeah. with information on it, right? <laughs> nice, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm on Every Door Direct Mail's website. So if you go to just Google EDDM and it'll show up uh, Every Door Direct Mail's website, I typed in, um, when I go out to uh, Scottsdale, I think of Talking Stick Resort. And right next to Talking Stick is 85250 I picked for a zip code. It's kind of out near in your area. Mm-hmm. And it's actually interesting because I typed in 85250 in Phoenix. And I can choose if I want business or residential, obviously residential only. But I could also choose age. I could say also the age of the person between the ages of 1980 and 85 do you mail everyone regardless of age, Kelly? Or do you drill it down to maybe a little older? Or does your do you find your sales skew older? Um, they do. They do skew a little older. That is true. But we do mail the entire Just everyone age regardless of age. People. Okay. Yeah. But no businesses yeah. obviously we do selecting down the residential. But if you're gonna if you're gonna mail about five thousand addresses, you're looking at just under about a thousand dollars. Plus the that's for postage. So it's about a little under a thousand dollars for postage. To reach 5,000 homes at Sunbury, right, Kelly? Yeah, that's right. And then uh, what's the cost per newsletter piece that you get with your printing company? Uh, I'm doing this here. It's, let me do the math real fast here. It's so it's about, about 19 cents to send it. Actually, yeah. I have exactly what it is. It's actually, it's actually 19.2 cents for postage using every door direct mail. And then you add to that the cost of whatever the printing is, which obviously comes down per unit when you do more for the mailhouse. And you definitely, I mean, I don't know this, but does the mailhouse fulfill it for you, Kelly, or do you sort them? No, no. They okay, good. Yeah, yeah. The so you definitely want the mailhouse. <laughs> There's special sorting parameters of like how you had to combine everything for the courier route. Yeah. And the mailhouse does that for you, right, Kelly? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And do you know what your per unit cost is for the mailer? Yeah, right now I'm looking at it going, it's about 14 cents. I'm going to do math. 19 plus 14. Let's see here. Three, 33 cents. Is that correct? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so 30, <laughs> we're on a podcast. I'll be called out for my terrible math skills. That's yeah. pretty good, man. I, I do direct mail. Um, I mail 10,000 a month for an investment business I'm involved in. And my cost is 74 cents a piece. But mm-hmm. I go first class because I want to do a little more targeting across yeah. the county and you yours are saturation you're at 33 cents you're more than half the price for what i pay for a letter on eddm i never thought about that yep yep good to know it, it's awesome it's all and again and it's because i'm doing ten thousand, right if you're at, yeah. if I was at five thousand be a little more and so well, you know it's not that big of a deal i mean you're only paying two thousand dollars a month in postage that's not a terrible that's a very reasonable cost when you're getting into marketing at least for some maybe listen to the show that's a little more marketing savvy to join the leads um Interesting. Let's, let's, let's go into the messaging a little bit. Yep. Um, how did you come up with what you're going to say in these newsletters? Yes. What are the key pillars of content you put in there? Okay. The key pillars for us is number one, have the heading always be the same, right? Consistency of the masthead. Correct. The masthead, yeah. the color, the title, we call it the, the zip code. And then we call it the report as opposed to newsletter because kind of everyone uses the word newsletter. So you name it the zip code report or the area report? Yep, yep. That's the yep. whole title of it. So it looks like a real piece of news. 
Correct. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then we uh, make sure we ask people to join the conversation offline at our Facebook uh, group for that community, uh, nice. which organically has been growing slowly, but it's growing. And that's cool because then people go in there and they start like, you know, just selling used purses or getting, you know, Taekwondo lessons from the local guy down the street, whatever. Right. So that's yeah. cool. And then um, that and then what we do is we always do a featured uh, piece of real estate that's in that zip code. And it's usually one that we're obviously selling or going to be selling. Or have what sold. if it wasn't yours? Could you feature someone else's? Is that okay? As long as you get permission. As long as you get permission? Yeah. Get permission from that broker. Otherwise, yeah. if, if, if you have a big brokerage, right, where that has 400 agents or whatever, you can just go ahead and use one of theirs without permission because... So if it's another broker, definitely get permission. Bingo. That's right. Um, but we always, we always make it very clear that this is our stuff, right? It's our listing. It's our sell, whatever it is, right? So people know it's not just random stuff that a lot of other agents will throw out there. Yeah. Um, and then we always have a call to action on the, the I'm just skipping around here, but on the back, on the back page, we always have a call to action in highlighted yellow. So that stands out. And that call to action, the vast majority of the time is get the value of your house. Click here. And we have a link that goes. Yeah. It's right. Give me specifically the headline free home valuation. Yes. Uh, let's see here. I got right it. Let's read it to us. Yeah. All right. The market is changing. Find out how much your home is worth today. And then we have it um, again in real big bold. Find out your home's value right now. And then myhomevaluecalculator.com. And you own that. Correct. Very nice. How much of you in this newsletter? It sounds like it's, it sounds unbranded. Am I mistaken? That's right. Well, okay. It, we do have our logo on there. We want the main thing, the mask, like I said, the header to be unbranded which it is but we do have our logo um at the bottom uh it sounds like it's like you're your own advertiser in it kind of kind of yeah and then we have you know i think the picture is huge so people in the neighborhood can it can recognize me and my family potentially right as they're walking around or whatever so we have a a family picture at the top of the left on the back page Mm -hmm. um and then we have data we have data on uh every single address that have sold in the zip code um on on in the newsletter and when the price is sold for Correct. And the subject. Yeah, because the neighbors are like, that's home sold for what? My yeah. Joe's home sold for what? Yeah, we put we put right. specifically four things. The address, the subdivision, the sales price, and the square footage of the house. Who who pulls that for you? Uh staff. I'm Manually sure. doing it before it goes yeah. out. Yeah. 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 And then we have uh some data that are uh on points, right? Like what's the average? We break down price point. Um, like we go, we go between uh, up to 500,000, 500 to 800, 800 to like 1.2, 1.2, uh, above. Nice. Kelly, I gotta ask you how long you've been selling real estate for how long? 16 years now, Frank. Okay. 16 years in competitive Phoenix and you picked to do farming Mm -hmm. of all the strategies. I guess I want to go back and just ask you why after I ask these questions. Okay, because there was a really successful agent in Phoenix, and he ran TV commercials. It did, he killed it. He's, he still has his team kind of going, but he's retired. And I was at a, a uh, workshop, whatever, when he's teaching, whatever, guest speaker, one day when I was young you know, in real estate. And I never forget what he said. And he, and he said that if I could do it all over again, and this guy is wildly successful on TV commercials, right? Everyone knows his slogan, blah, blah, blah. If I could do all over again, I would choose farming 
because the moment I stop writing those fat checks for the, um, the radio and TV commercials, my business stops. Whereas farming is the best thing to organic there is. Um, and obviously this is, this is 2005 is before, you know, organic marketing and blogs and YouTube. So that's why I did it. So I, so I, I didn't jump in right away, you know, like I should have probably, so I've been doing it, you know, I've been in this farm seven years, but I've been in other farms. I, I failed that for a good four to five years. So that's why I did it. It always stuck with me. And so I said, when I want to be, when I'm older, I want to, I'm going to take that wise man's advice and I'm going to do farming. I got a lot of questions for you now, Kelly. <laughs> so let's let's dive into the digital side of this. So you you mentioned um, back in 05, blogs and all that, not as big a deal. Um, are you are you doing things now to rank at the top of the Google organic search results for the keywords of like, for example, the name of different neighborhoods in that area where you're farming? Yeah. 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 We, we are actually are. Um, and I didn't have like a solid approach on that. I was using active rain for a long time. Remember that? I don't know. Right. Yeah. At, at the, yeah I think it's still probably. okay though, because they, they have really good SEO and you pay 200 bucks a year. Yeah. Because you get like specially do follow links for backlinks. So there's some, it's good for linking back to, I hear maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. It seemed like it kind of went by the wayside four or five years ago or three years ago, whatever. I, I just kind of stopped with it. Um, and then, you know, um, with, with, uh, viral, right. Um, we were doing yep. a bunch of, we've been doing that for a while. Right. So that is, we're doing topics on certain things to try to get organically ranked. Um, and there, they, uh, actually put the blog actually now on my custom WordPress site that I own, which is that nice. company, by the way, it's a great company. It's called viral marketing. You should go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great company, viral marketing. This guy who runs it, uh, you know, he's pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I think know. his name's Frank. <laughs> yeah and and so but but now the, the, the newer thing that i'm really focusing on now with that is is i'm trying to um, do a lot more with youtube and uh and if you go to the youtube channel you won't see much yet because i'm i'm back logging videos as we speak right now that will start being released consistently so the approach with blogging with vlogging with with viral um and then i have a mark i've had a marketing coordinator off and on yep. to write blogs but um you know, that, that's been sporadic. And then, and then of course, YouTube. So, so would you, would, is, it, is it safe to say most of the leads are coming as a result of the direct mail versus digital? For farming, yeah. To, yeah. Yeah, okay. they are. In, you, in a given year, how much business are you getting from your farm? I haven't asked you that question yet. Uh, I think we're at, let's see here. I can pull up this right now. Um, I want to say that was. Sounds like you're spending about $3,300 a month. Is that right? Yeah. And let's see if I can pull this up here. We were, I think we had um twenty, I think it was twenty-seven deals um come from our farm last year. Um, so let me yeah, that, that's not a bad deal. You're spending you're investing thirty three hundred dollars a month to saturate ten thousand in a specific area. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? That's right. Got it. And you get twenty seven right. deals. Yeah. So thirty six thousand spent, twenty seven deal. That's good. Yeah, and I, and I don't have. It's really, and I don't know the um, the actual. I don't know the average price point on those twenty seven specifically. Well, assuming it's like twenty four thousand, like you said before, that's very good. Dude, it should be a wrap. If, if, if my math is right, call it twenty thousand dollars per deal times twenty seven deals. That's like six hundred grand. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and twenty times my die. 
Yeah, twenty x ROI. Holy shit, that's amazing. Is it right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, when I first started, the, the price point wasn't that high, uh, and and I was getting you know some the people I, I, I was relating to because I was younger. Obviously, were still that I was actually signing listing agreements with were lower price points because again, it has a variety of product in the zip code, so that was good for me. Um, but but yeah. Now it's just it's like a, a snowball effect, right? I, Chris, is there like, anyone else you've heard of that has a twenty x ROI on farming? Didn't you get your ass handed to you doing that? I I literally probably lost easily over a quarter of a million dollars in farming. Um, easy, I mean easy two fifty, maybe close to three hundred. Wow! I, I don't know of anybody with a twenty x ROI um, on farming. I don't know of anybody. I think you've got the that's the record. I so let nice. me ask. So let me ask you some questions, some more questions. So um, the people that I've met that do a lot of direct mail farming, they do, they have to do a lot of other things to drive results. So for example, they, you know, they're very involved with the community and the schools and they have open house bandit signs out every weekend. Um, you know, they've got banners at the sporting events and stuff. Are you doing all those things in addition to your uh, magazine? Yes. A lot of those we are. Um, we do sponsor the local school in the area. Um, so we're if the charity events were all the, the title sponsor for that. Um, in the same zip code. Y- yes. Uh, yes. It's okay. right on the border. Technically it's not to be honest, but it's like right there. Real close. It's extremely close. Right. So, um, like, I mean, so there's a little force that. multiplier there. They're getting hit that way to live there. What are some other force multipliers you have going on that same zip code to get that ROI? Yeah, so we also, what we did is we took the, um, uh, we went, we took the, ripped the emails that we could find from the people that we don't know in the zip code um, through Cole Realty Resource and through our title company, combined those lists together, and we uploaded them as a custom audience into Facebook. And nice. We, and we hit them with the same digital version of that newsletter every single month. Um, we also send out through uh, a, mail, a mail client, email client, excuse me, uh, we, we just use MailChimp. Um, yep. the, to those same as that people, the, the direct email with that digital flyer and a message as well. And then we upload it to our, um, our website as, as well. So if we blog, uh, about anything there, then they can, they can link it back to that digital same newsletter for that month as well. Um, so, and then the direct mail component and then of course sponsorships, that's really what we're doing on a consistent basis. So there's, there's a lot more to this. Let me see if I can break this down. Monthly piece of mail. Every quarter, it's a little more than what's normally getting every single month. Yep. Then you appended email addresses to all the probably mailing addresses on the deeds of those 10,000 houses. And you upload it to Facebook as a custom audience. There's a little campaign sitting for that zip code inside your Facebook that you probably want to throw five bucks a day into. That's if right. That, if that. Probably not even that. Too small. Yeah. $2 a day yeah. with some That's type that. of ad. Yeah. And then you took all those emails and not through viral, but through my MailChimp, you <laughs> send them all an email, right? <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. Use, use their email servers, but I get it. So you send out, yep, yep. So you send out a uh, email to everybody. Yep. And then you went to um, the school really close to it and co-advertised that way. Mm-hmm. That's a very focused strategy, man. How does, how does a... I think something, you know, I've kind of a recurring theme I've picked up on is everybody I know that is getting a great ROI on direct mail farm and farming is um, doing a lot more than just direct mail. Like there's a lot, like there are other components, the bandit signs involved in the community. Um, you know, it's, it's like hyper intensive, you know, branding in that, in that area. 
Um, when I did direct mail, and I was literally, I remember a pallet. I had a pallet of direct mail um, that I, you know, that I saw, right? I mean, we're talking like a legit pallet, right? We sent out, we sent out 200 and we sent out 250,000 uh, pieces of mail. Whoa. Um, yeah, 250,000 pieces of mail every two weeks. Jeez. Whoa. And, um, what? Yeah, I'm not even kidding. You ever told me this? Yeah, 250,000 pieces of mail. Dump it on Austin, Chris. It came. It came in on a pallet. We hit up literally 50. percent I just throw it out of a plane. (laughs) (laughs) I did like with like those propaganda things in war. You know, they're all standing there and they get like, "We're coming for you." (laughs) So I mean, amazing. We have have 400. We have just over 400,000 single-family homes in the greater Austin area with an average of like 3.5 people per home, which makes up, you know, our 2 million population, not in, you know, and plus the apartments. And um, I was hitting up over 50% of them with direct mail. And I did it for six months. And I literally, I got like, you know, three listings in six months. The thing I did not do, which I hear from It was you, postcards though, wasn't it, Chris? It was postcards. So it started off with direct mail. I, I'm sorry, it started off with um, a monthly mailer. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, a monthly uh, magazine. It was like okay. uh, six pages. We were sending it out every month. And then I was supplementing postcards um, in between, you know, the weeks in between. We, you know, like weeks one was the, the uh, magazine. Weeks two, three, and four were the postcard. And did that for six months straight. And um, only got three listings in those first six months. And, um, you know, I, so there's so many things I screwed up. One, you got to do it for a year. Two, you know, you've got to be like super, you know, you got to penetrate the market at a higher level than just postcards. You got to be doing the open house bandit signs, the digital marketing, like, you know, be involved in the community. So those are, I mean, just, you know, don't, don't do what I did. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to Kelly's advice. I I just, I I think it was just relevant. I mean, the marketer in me looks at it, you know, you have something extremely messaging niche for a zip code. Is there anyone else sending out any type of niche material in that area that you're competing with chris or kelly i apologize no 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 that's cool man no well there you go there's about 40 minutes on some good farming tips that was interesting wasn't it chris that was i i um we who was it there's another guy in phoenix that has a program for farming yeah Um, kenny klaus yeah kenny klaus and uh, he's a great guy he's a mesa he does a great job as well he said very similar things like bandit signs, the digital marketing of the magazine, Facebook group. Um, I think he hits up two zip codes, um, does the seven, eight page, you know, thing, but like you can't, yeah, you gotta, you gotta pick, you know, 10 to 20,000 homes tops, keep it relevant to the area. Um, obviously, you know, the formula, you're at 20 XRI. I should, you should, yeah. So now I'm trying to figure out, you know, what the next step is when I expand that and go even bigger into another zip code. I'll just go to another farm and just repeat it. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I have not done yet. And I need to do that because I have proof of concept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kelly is selling the services to do this for you. He's launching a new advertising agency to do this across the country. He's selling exclusive zip codes. Reach out to him. Yes, sir. Um, Kelly, let's move on. So the second thing that you said outside of farming was your uh, your sphere, the people that you know. And you were really big into holding events and gifting. Can you give people now? Um, so we kind of talked about marketing to strangers, your haven't mets. Mm-hmm. Now we're shifting to marketing to your mets. Mm-hmm. What's your philosophy? How do you do it? Give us the overview. 
Yeah. So I'm not uh, the smartest guy in the, in the, in the, in the world here. Right. So I, uh, literally, um, just started doing what, you know, the, the old red book Bible says in terms of like keeping in touch with past clients. Now I didn't do a great job of it, but I tried to model it around that, you know, the old 36 touch or 39 touch or whatever you guys want to do. Um, but I wanted to do, okay. The events, right. The events. I hate events. I, I, I just don't like, it's not my thing. Right. I'm very sociable. Like I'm not going, but for some reason the, the events thing, just, I don't know. So when COVID came, um, we got this idea from this guy in Florida that was doing this. And I was like, this is, this is amazing. Right. It, and uh, it's basically a reverse client event. So instead of you on a party and having them come to you, they actually don't actually physically come to you, but they call you. So what we do is, we put out a a uh, a prize, maybe a first a first place prize, a second place prize, maybe even a third place for, uh, prize, and um and what we and we, these have been wildly successful for us, right? And then we market it to our database and say, hey, we're giving away a, a green egg barbecue um, on this day. Um, you get a call in though between nine and five p.m. on this day and only that day. And then when you call in, just by calling in, just all you gotta do is call in. And we get your information, right? We already we actually have it. We're just going to verify it. You get one drawing, right? And then if you like our Facebook page, you get two. If you share our posts on your Facebook page of our event, you get three. And three tickets. Yep. Yep. And if you refer us to somebody or more, you get one more drawing per referral. And then we're going to pick the drawing the very next day and announce it Facebook Live. And that person wins. And so that... And so when you send that out and it's just getting people to call you. So instead of having like a hundred dials to someone, you just pick up the phone and you're getting all these contacts from inbounds. It's amazing. Yep. Yep. And so we we literally, we literally have agents that sign up for a shift, right? So two agents or three agents will take, you know, eight to nine or nine, nine, 10, excuse me, then 10, 11 and so on and so forth. And, and then, and they're just, and they're going through the script, asking the questions. And here's the also cool thing is per phone call I received, I now am on the hook to donate $5 per phone call to a local food bank. Yeah. Nice. That's great. So it's raising money for charity as well. This this is brilliant. Yeah. I, I, okay. So I've heard this and I want to, I want to, the audience is going, huh? So let's, <laughs> let me, let's bring this back. So yeah. Kelly is antisocial. So we figured <laughs> out of pure pain, of the events. It, it was so painful. Pressure makes diamonds. And he figured that I'm just going to throw a giveaway event by giving away something, market the giveaway. And then people, when they call just by the act of calling, they get an entry. Yep. There's no purchase necessary. There's some legal stuff here, right? That's right. So there's no purchase necessary. And then if they do some other things, they get other entries. Yep. I want to read an email for the audience that you can just uh, replay this and write it out of exactly what to send to your database to get the phone to ring, just like what Kelly Cook is doing. Would you guys like to hear it? Love it. So the subject line is, I'm giving away a prize. Now, I'm going to recommend oh, you keep... Now, on, I'm not the, Isn't that... Will that get flagged prize in the hold, subject line? Hold on. Yes. I, you interrupted me when I was just going to say this. All right. <laughs> so I'm giving away a free X. <laughs> a Yeti cooler. Uh, a Traeger grill, I don't know, whatever. 
I recommend though, now I'm not an attorney, this is not legal advice, but keep it under $500 in value, okay? Now, there's specific language in this email. I'm just gonna read it all to you. Are you ready? Clients and friends, I wanna give back and create some excitement for my friends and clients who subscribe to my emails. Thanks for reading these and staying on my list, Chris Waters. I'm giving away a free, what, Kelly? Green egg smoker. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the prize is valued at how much? Well, that, that, it depends on the size, but $800. $800. Bucks. <laughs> 800 bucks. Okay. They are not affiliated with, sponsoring, endorsing, or administrating this event in any way. And here's a picture of it. To win the prize, simply call me at this number by this date and time zone between the hours of X and X. Leave your name and contact information on my voicemail to enter yourself in the drawing. That's it. You can also write me at this address to enter for the giveaway. There's no purchase necessary. It's free to enter. The winner will be chosen live on Facebook by my colleague at this Facebook link at this date and time with time zone randomly. My assistant will inspect the entries prior to the drawing. If there are technical issues, the drawing will be held immediately on a teleconference line at this number. The giveaway starts today at this date and time, and the deadline to enter is this date and time. That's a 100% firm deadline. You're only allowed one entry per person. Everyone has the equal opportunity to win. Now, upon winning, we will call you to inform you've won the day of the drawing. You have 30 days to claim your prize. We will FedEx the prize to your provided address at our expense. You will receive a tracking number upon shipment and a release so we may share your winning status to prove that, of course, we actually awarded the prize. This is a 100% real giveaway. The prize will be awarded, and you can vary verify it. Void were prohibited. You must reside in the United States to be eligible. You're also not eligible if you are under 18 years of age or you're my family or an employee or a contractor. For a copy of the official rules and a copy of our privacy policy and or a list of winners, simply call this number. I am the promoter of the giveaway and my physical address is this address. So call me right now at this number to enter yourself in the free giveaway drawing. Tune into my Facebook page of this link at this date and time to watch the live drawing to see if you win. Let's have some fun. Kelly Cook. <laughs> what, what, what drink what drug are you taking right now Seriously, man. so i called an attorney to look at sweepstakes rules and that covers all the sweepstakes rules in there and when i wrote it i'm like man this is good it sounds so legit when you write like all the little nuances of how to do a giveaway uh mail that out a couple times a year with a gift and the phone will blow up I'm going to call you to get that script. <laughs> yeah, well, you have it. Your client will give it for you. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> what Chris, that are you impressed? I I want to know because I am a paying viral customer. I get no. I can't even. Well, you guys don't. You guys, you, you guys need to open your emails. <laughs> hey, after all these years, I still pay for viral marketing. All these years. Hey, I know you. I appreciate that. Well, there you go. So that's what Advaro we call a direct offer message to spike response from your list. So Frank, I'm going to ping my viral person and then I expect this email to be sent out tomorrow. I'm going to give it, and I'm going to give away a Traeger grill. Love it. Oh, yeah, that sounds pretty good with the pellets too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Right, this, hey, Kelly, this, this is an amazing idea. Like running events, I mean, is a pain in the ass and I'm not, you know, extrovert. So, um, dude, I'm right there with you. This is incredible. We need to change the headline of this whole show, Frank. Right? It's amazing. Just so much knowledge. Hey, the best part was we just did one last week, and we gave away four two-day two uh, park hopper passes to Disneyland. That one. How did you do? How, did you just pay them retail, or did you partner with a company that gave certificates to it or anything like that? They retail. Yeah. Yep. 
and Disneyland, you know, just announced they're going to open up what June fifteenth or something. So it's here's the one thing. Here's one thing I will say is that um, just because if you're listening to this and you have haters of other agents like turn you in or someone, there are rules and laws with regards to giving away offers and sweepstakes. So if you listen to the the go listen back to my spiel there of this letter, um, it kind of covers like all the rules and official rules and what happens if this. It's kind of all covered in there. So just be just aware of that. You know, it's not a big deal, but be aware of it. But well, we're good go. now because we got your <laughs> yeah, my magic <laughs> which I'm not an attorney, reviewed by an attorney. There you got go. it. But there you go. So awesome. I love it, man. Yeah. So I mean, I don't really have anything else to ask. I mean, I don't really right. want to go deeper on that. <laughs> Let's just, just do that, right, I Chris? Want, I just want to hang up and go and implement on this. <laughs> <laughs> What has been your uh, best prize to give away, Kelly? Okay. Um, that has been um, uh, wartime, old school wartime leather initialed luggage tags. What? Yeah. They're Where do you come up with this stuff? Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll plug this company. There's a, there's a company called um, Giftology. And they, Chris and I are typing there right now. They they're amazing. The guy's amazing there. Um, that's what they do. The whole premise. They have a book too. His book. The guy in Germany. Oh yeah, he has a book. Yep. Huh. Great book. Um, but it's all about taking care of your clients randomly, or not randomly, but through random. The book is thirty eight dollars, Kelly. Is hey, it worth thirty eight bucks? I'm on suede, baby. Suede something, paper. Something I've it's noticed. It's suede paper. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah, I think it's suede. All right, uh, Mr. John Rulin, I never met you, but I'm uh, buying your book for $38 on Amazon. I think I bought a more expensive book than that. I'm like, and I get, the only I book I bought that's expensive is like Charlie Munger's book on mental models, I think. <laughs> so, hey, I want to ask something real quick. So, Frank uh, and Kelly, have you guys seen on Instagram these guys that, um, I mean, it's like they give stuff away like every day, like an iPad or a car you know, like um, Ty Lopez and, you know, these online marketers, right, that are yeah. selling like a $99 subscription. They give away a ton of stuff. Um, how, like, I wonder, you know, man, how far can you go with this whole gifting thing to build up a following? That's a fantastic question. I'm trying to, I'm not pushing. That is a great question, Chris. Yeah. I would love to know the answer, Kelly. What is your answer? <laughs> I, I haven't found it out yet, right? Because you have to have an ROI, right? You can't do that. So what is this? Let's, that's fine. Right? So we're, we're plugging this dude's giftology company. Good for you, guy. What's his yeah. name? John. Yeah, so John, I'm checking it out right now. So fulfillment, laser call, he gives you gift ideas? and he, yep. I don't yep. get it. So he gives you something every... Ideas. So he sends you something every month to give away. Or whatever frequency you want to do. It's customizable. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. And the gift ideas that he has are, are I mean, they're, they're pretty, pretty solid. What is the price range for these things? That's still customizable? The, it's customizable, but they have, they say the average price uh, per gift you, that you want to operate in typically is around, on average, is around $250 to $400 per gift. And then and you can go higher. You can go 1000 You can go whatever. Crazy. Have you um, advertised these on Facebook, the giveaways? Uh, no, cause I don't give th those gifts. I don't use for giveaways. Those gifts I use for my, my top clients, VIP clients. Okay. So you get some ideas what you do for your giveaways, but now, so let's, let's move into this. You also have a list of your top clients. How many people are on that list? For, for this is, uh, like about 70, I think 73 or something, 72. 
And how do they qualify to be on that list? At least one referral, 12 to 18 months-ish. And you per spend year. how much a year? You give them one gift a year or what? Two. For 250 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey. Yep. And, mm. and, and do the, the response I've been getting, you know, I'm doing it now for over a year. Response I've been getting is just, it's been awesome, right? Like, so you have referral. 75 people that have referred you a deal. Yep. And you invest 500 a year into each amount? Yep. But I, but I never heard. I've never heard anyone do anything like that. I've been doing it for a little over a year, right? I've done three gifts. Three gifts. I mean, I've heard like little trinkets or something, but not a two hundred and fifty dollars yeah. gift twice a year. I mean, the whole two fifty or five hundred per person. Be- between two fifty to four hundred, the because the gift prizes the gift costs per gift, so and he sends them so twice 20, a year. Yeah, so tw- so you're talking about forty to fifty grand a year. Yes. And gifts. Wow. Yes. And, and um, are they increasing their number of referrals? What's been the results on that the last twelve last year? So so far, um, I've I've about I, I made money on it. I've, and really, guys, it hasn't been that many referrals, but just because the price points have been pretty good, I made money on it. I'm not up that much. I, I'd say probably, you know, made. I don't know, I think I had three referrals for closing from it. From that specifically, right? They call up and be like, this is amazing. And these are people that also may not have referred me also, but they're influential. They're in a position of influence. What motivated you to take that kind of financial risk in those 75 people? Um, the ability to to say um, say, say thank you, uh, number one, for being awesome clients and, and for being like raving fan, right? And, and number two... Um, there's there's other other agents out there that have some sort of system like this that have proved that it works. Um, I just want to step higher, a step above that. Yeah, he did. Company. Yeah. Frank, okay, I got I it. Frank, I don't mean to cut things off. I got to get ready for my. Seller. No, uh, Chris, you have your seller workshop, workshop yeah. that you learned from the previous episode with Sue Adler on That's the right. listing lead show. People need to tune in and listen. So we're excited. Uh, a tell us dozen, how it goes. I had a couple dozen people register, so. I'm excited to see how it goes. Just off one email onto your list? Yep. Or did you do more? One email. Just one email. Well, with some Back reminders, to, you know, some reminders. To did, you, did you send them to Eventbrite? Uh, yes. Yep. To an Eventbrite. Yep. yep. What was the headline? Um, how, to, how, to get over, uh, how to get over asking price on your home. Got it. Register now. Free ticket. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. I'll they all get called and confirmed. Uh, uh, hey, <laughs> I'll let you go. Get out of here. I'm going to report on the next um, the next episode how it went. Kelly, thanks for all the nuggets, man. It's been great. Love it, Chris. Good luck, man. Kelly, this is a great show. Did it? Thank, Thank you. you, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. So farming, awesome. Um, you do a monthly giveaway? No, no. For the for the how uh, often do you do the giveaway? The giveaway we're we're do, right now we're at the marketing calendar right here. We're at the we're scheduled to do four this year. Okay, so a quarterly giveaway. Yeah. And then you have 75 clients to get two amazing gifts a year. Yeah, random, random too. The, 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 his whole concept is random times. Don't yeah. send it on the birthday, don't send it on Christmas. Yeah. Kind of stuff, no, right? you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I bought the book. I I I feel where that book is going and yes. I get it. Yes. Yeah. And then um what else are you doing for your sphere? You do your 36 touch with viral. You said you send out videos to stay in touch to yep. educate everyone, right? Yep. Do that. Um, we also, uh, we call them three times a year. 
that gets backed up sometimes, right? But call three times a year, and we can also slide dial, not not slide broadcast, but slide dial as well. For big difference, big difference, one by one by one, one by right? One. Yes, yeah, personalized, right, to them. Um, and then we do uh, three text messages as well. Um, and then we also do um, Father's Day cards. Who's, who's managing that? That sounds like a full time job. Yeah, it, it, it well, it it pretty much is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, operations director. <laughs> yeah, Lori, she's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then we you do know, Father's Day cards, Mother's Day cards, birthday cards, home anniversary cards for one year, and then two years. By the way, that's a great idea. The second year one, because when you send them a card on the second year home anniversary, you should say something to the effect of "Congratulations, you've been in the house now two years." If you now wanted to sell, you now qualify for the capital gains exemption for any proceeds you will make on the sale of your property. Let me know. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's a good tip. <laughs> so, look, dude, you've been selling real estate for sixteen years. It sounds like you have just through through battle damage or what, I don't know what it is like if you're just getting beat up you've ended up with these are your marketing picks <laughs> like pure fundamentals, fundamentals you know what I mean blocking I mean how many things have you tried over the years that didn't pan out Kelly probably everything I mean I don't know I've I haven't done a I've not done a plane that flies a banner behind it yet I haven't tried that one <laughs> okay, I've tried that. You know, you you tried everything, and you've settled on a, a picking a zip code for a farm, two solid gifts a year to your top clients, um, a giveaway every quarter to your database, uh, a good solid thirty six touch with your sphere. All right, yep. um, we're not going to take the time to go into it today. This might be another show, but just real briefly, I usually like to ask you for your top three listing pillars. Your other one is for sale by owner. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious. I got to ask this question. And I want to hear it right from you, the realtor that can confirm this. Kelly, I don't need an agent. I could put my home up in one day and sell it for a gazillion dollars in this hot market. Why would I even consider you listing my property? Yeah, Frank. Um, see, the conversation, the question is not if you can sell the property or not. I guarantee you, whether you're astute on real estate or not, as the homeowner of your house, you'll be able to sell it in this market. Okay. The question is, I believe that at no matter what price point your home is at, or any home for that matter, the fluctuation of where it could sell or where it will sell is about 10%. So where if you sell it yourself, the question becomes, how much money do you leave on the table? And I would argue that someone who is not very good in real estate, uh, maybe a new licensee or just someone, or maybe a homeowner in themselves who doesn't do this every day like myself, would end up selling the property. No question about that, but you'd sell it towards the bottom of that 10% bracket as opposed to myself will get you at the top of that 10% bracket. And in this market, probably stretched even further outside of that bracket. So marketing wise, that's a fundamental uh, aspect that we have in our listing presentation that will help you with in a more of a balanced normal market. In this market, marketing becomes somewhat not that much of a value prop anymore, okay? The ability to facilitate and negotiate and insert myself between two offers or more is what's going to make you an extra ten, twenty thousand dollars at the end of the day, net in your pocket. What if I bring the buyer? Then, then, then we can do a race. I'm happy with that. We'll do, <laughs> we'll do a race. And if you sell it first, you owe me nothing, Frank. But if I sell it, then you obviously pay, pay for fee. Yep. 
So we don't have time to go into the how your FISBO thing works. Maybe we'll have a future show, but man, this is this is really helpful to anyone. I just want to kind of share uh, just a kind of few key takeaways. You decided to attack in very competitive Phoenix through a whole other podcast of all of the pain and suffering of 16 years trying to make a living <laughs> in real estate. You've realized that you're going to attack on a narrow front. Um, when there's so much competition into one zip code that's right around you, that happened to have a decent turnover rate, and there wasn't too much of a current agent presence there. Am I correct? correct? Bingo. So you started to uh, send out a newsletter, not a postcard, but a newsletter that was actually valuable, something so good people would arguably pay to receive it, that looked that was pretty branded for the area, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And you share with what you put in that. And on top of that, you also uh, do Facebook ads to the area. You work with the school kind of close to the area, and you uh, um, – you know, send out it, but via email to everyone as well through MailChimp. Yeah. Okay. And over time, people call you. And then the kind of the whole call to action of that is to go find out what their home is worth on your website. Yep. Right. That's right. So then the second pillar we talked about today was your sphere. And you start off with the, uh, the giveaway every quarter like that. Yeah. And everyone just calls you fantastic. Yep. And then you also made a list of 75 people that gave you business in the past, uh, you know, 12 months. And you sent them two amazing gifts a year. Mm -hmm. I mean, not even one, dude. I mean, one, you'd be like, man, 275 bucks. That's one. Yeah. But you're like, no, 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 no. I've gone through so much pain these 16 years <laughs> trying to get listings. <laughs> I'm going to do two of two a year. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, what was your decision to go two a year? I mean, I got to ask. Well, okay. So I asked the, uh, asked the rep at that company, right? What, what did she recommend? Cause they, they operate in multiple different spaces and real estate's one of them. And she said, she said, you really should do two, uh, maybe even three. Now, obviously is she trying to sell and just make some more money? I don't know, but I do believe that two makes sense because um, with what we're peppering around the other things that they're receiving, um, the ability to do one like in the first quarter and then one like kind of like in the, the how do you know you have the right mailing address is there a database we you, you know it's the right one like you know they got it I, like I mean, i'd be concerned if i was mailing some for 20 bucks <laughs> they didn't get it we i mean we do I, i'd be lying if i said we cross-reference every time we do that we cross-reference all the tax records but we do we do cross-reference when we're kind of because here's the thing, we're also, I'm also, or, or Lori, uh, our operations um, and database director, you know, we're, we're also in touch with them throughout the year. So we kind of have a decent finger on that pulse. Uh, yeah. There's nothing suspicious that we think is, you know, hey, they moved or, you know, that kind of thing, right? That's great. So all of this here. So then you have your sphere, your 36 touch with viral marketing. You have the, um, um, you, uh, you um, do that kind of like the quarterly giveaway and you're calling and birth birthday's anniversary of their home on the second year i live with the capital gains tax yep you have a whole plan and that's pretty fundamental let me ask you this um what are you doing in business listings i should probably have asked you this at the beginning of the show but all of this has amounted into how much business for you on the listing side yep on the listing side let's see here i think i have it here so last last year in 2020 we had 134 listings sold so we were approximately about and that's in the year of covid yeah. Yeah. We yeah. went down. I mean, in, in when it first hit in March, we went down about 30% quick, right? 30% oh, yeah. drop and show. I mean, everything. But then that V-shaped recovery occurred, right? Just for us, like most people. And What were you the year before that, the 2019? How many listings sold? Uh, I think we're at 91 or 90. 90 so you picked it up. And yeah. then what do you think you'll do this year, man? 
Do you think it'll be up even though it's such low inventory, or is it just really hard? I mean, right now we're pacing ahead of where we were last year. Yes. Wow. Yeah. By, so by, you're ahead of where you are, even where it's such low inventory. Yeah, we're headed by like 15%. I'm just curious. I mean, are still the same number of homes selling? It's just they'll sell faster. So there's nothing sitting there. Yeah, they, they, we do. that's a good point. We really, we've had a supply issue, obviously, right? Less homes. But there still are, the bigger issue is that the, the demand was much higher than, than as high as the, or low as the supply was. That makes sense, right? That was a bigger driver, the demand. So we still had homes coming on the market. So it's not that there's less homes for sale, it's just they're being eaten up quicker. There, there, are, less, there are less homes for sales, sell, yes. But yes, it's not as bad as or as dry as maybe some places. They're just getting eaten up. The demand yeah. was so strong from Seattle and LA and, you know, everywhere in California, right? So, you know, I want to, I want to share with the audience something. My wife and I, we live in, um, we live in San Diego now. We're looking to move. And I think we're moved to Tennessee, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> totally random. Totally random. But that makes long, sense. long that story. Makes sense. That makes sense. You know, but I think we're moving to Tennessee. So we're building a house in Tennessee. As of right now, we're under contract to build a house, but the house isn't going to be done for a year. And we're looking to move this summer. So the question was, is because we'll get the kids into um, the school district. So I need to find a house in this extremely desirable school district that was for sale, or maybe I could rent for a year because my home will be built in that area, but not for a year. So I need like a year to hold myself over. Right. So there's like nothing for rent and not much for sale. And when it goes for sale, it's just a mania. Follow me in the school district. So I decided to send a letter. So I decided to send a letter. <laughs> I, it. I did. Uh, it was 300 homes in the little neighborhood we wanted to be in. 300 homes. And I said, hey, we're expats from California. It's the grapes of raps, wrath reversed. <laughs> we're, we're traveling back. You know, all these, you know, I, I think I wrote in there, like all these crazy liberal ideas out here. I was trying to appeal to Tennessee a little bit. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we want to common sense common sense laws and common sense rules lockdowns getting to us we're moving to tennessee so we have a house we'd like to buy it direct we had the cash to close yada 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 and then i put a bunch of pictures of our family on the second page and mailed it out cost me 320 bucks phone blew up all right just like we talked about in the podcast yep and they called me up and said oh yeah you're looking there's a lot of people out here moving like yeah we we hate you californians but we get why you're moving (laughs) yeah you know like you're one of us. I wrote it there. I'm an expat. I'm an expat from California. It's <laughs> <laughs> the grapes of wrath reversed. And uh, it was a real personal letter, like we talked about in the show. Anyways, my wife talked to one of the sellers, and um, the house, if it was painted and just give it a little little TLC, is probably worth about six hundred thousand. And uh, we got it under contract for four sixty five. Wow! And we closed in a week. They had backup offers. They had. It was actually their agent called us. It was actually, it was listed and they had plenty of other offers, but they needed out sooner. And we were able to make a buy and we were able to pick up a house that we can live in for a year before our house is built. Apparently it hasn't closed, it was in a contract, but um, maybe when we sell it, we can make some money on it. I think the market keeps going good. Absolutely. And it just goes to show you like some of these things that you learn on the show, you can use for your personal life, sending out letters and, you know, getting business that way. Yeah, so, it, just, it just takes a little bit of time, right? Effort. That's what you got to set aside to do. Yeah, so I, I'm really glad. I mean, that's if you look at the equity on the ROI of what a $350 letter for $100,000, let's say, of equity. Yeah, it's incredible. 
And I'll take that, let alone not being shuffled into a bidding <laughs> situation with a gazillion people. Right. You know, who wants that, right? That's yeah. unbelievable. That's a good story, man. So that's uh, that's something we did. I just want to share with the listeners. If you actually made it this far in the podcast, thank you for listening and listening to Chris and I being here. But, um, you know, Chris and I are like, we started, there's, there's a, there's a library in downtown San Diego and there's a quote that I saw every day going to work is like, if there's a book you, if there's a book that you want to read and it hasn't be written, you have, you have to write it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there was a podcast I wanted to create is like, everyone's interviewing all these people about these big wide scope things in real estate, but no one was just doing a podcast. I'm like, what are you doing at listings? It doesn't exist. So me and Chris were like, I want to know what people are doing to find sellers to call you. Sounds pretty straightforward, but it didn't exist. So we decided to create the listing lead show, which is what are you doing to get listings? And we've been delivering on that every single week for each show. So Kelly, and you definitely delivered today. So thank you so much. Thank you, Frank. How does someone uh, get a hold of you if they have a seller or a buyer out in Scottsdale or Phoenix to, to where Abby work with? Yeah, that'd be amazing. We love the agent referrals. Um, and, and my cell phone number, text or call 480-227-2028. Cool. All right, everyone. I want to thank you so much for listening and uh, subscribe to the show at the Listing Lead Show. We're also on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I believe they call it now. And uh, we try to put about two of these out a month. I don't force the show. So if we actually record a show, that's not good. I actually delete it, Kelly. So we've done that. Like that, not publishing that for the audience. And uh, we don't strict to us. We don't stick to a strict publication schedule because that forces me to kind of publish stuff I don't like. Mm. So whenever you see a show pop up, I like it. And that means it's good, Kelly, because I would listen to it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so thanks, everyone. Yep. So thanks everyone for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you guys.